No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to Grateful Dead? Out of a steal your face. That you got from Electric Fish Lights? Shit. You're gonna. You can. You will. You You should. You should go to electricfishlights.com and check out what they're doing over there. They are creating... What are they doing over there, babe? Amazing light fixtures that are actually designed by you. What? Yeah. They're not figuring out what to do. They're coming to you. You come to them. (laughs) And then you tell them like, hey, I want to steal your face light or I want a starfish or I want a jellyfish. I don't know why I'm stuck with underwater. A spoon would be cool. I I don't know why you would want that. If you're a chef. Okay. Chef hat. There you go. There you go. So go to electricfishlights.com. Check out what me and Mel are trying so poorly to describe (laughs) to you. There are these lights made out of IQ technology and IQ is interlocking quadrilaterals. It's 30 different interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you put those together, they can basically build anything your mind can conceive of. And it's not just a boring old light bulb in this thing. They have color changing bulbs. They have Bluetooth speaker bulbs. They have all kinds of stuff. And if you upgrade to one of those light bulbs that Aaron's talking about, the color changing, the Bluetooth speaker, you are going to get a limited edition, one of a kind poster print that actually lights up and dances to the music of your electric fish light bulb. And if you're anything like us and you're a poster collector when you go to shows, when you put a color changing bulb next to the posters that are in your house, they come alive. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what exactly happens, but magic is what happens. So go to electricfishlights.com. Tell them that you're part of the No Simple Road family by putting in the promo code NSR. NSR. When you check out, you're going to get 10% off. And like we said, if you get that color changing upgrade, you're going to get a free limited edition No Simple Road Electric Fish collaborative print. So go over there and check it out, man. Electricfishlights.com. Do you like Grateful Dead inspired merchandise? Yeah. Do you like new t-shirts? Do you like soft t-shirts? Oh man, I love soft t-shirts. Well, what? If you do, I know where you can go. Where? Shop Tour Bus. You can go to Shop Tour Bus. That's they right. are the online lot's most amazing purveyor of Grateful Dead inspired merchandise. So think of your favorite Grateful Dead song. They have a visual representation, most likely of your favorite Grateful Dead song and on a t-shirt, stickers, it, hoodies. Yeah, and their newest version is Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And it's super cute. I have seen where the wolf has slept by the silver stream. It's a little white wolf and he's sleeping by a silver stream. It's not 
what you would expect. And yeah. that is what I love. And these t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all that come in hand design, uh, one of a kind box with a Grateful Dead They're lyric very unique. on the inside of that thing. And some of you out there that order are going to get a real live miracle Grateful Dead bootleg, bootleg. in your order. And you if you put it? in the promo code, no simple road, when you're checking out, you're going to get free shipping from our family over at Shop Tour Bus. So head on over there, shoptourbus.com. Check it out at at shop tour bus on Instagram. Do you say the at twice? No. Check them out at at. No. No. You don't check do them out at shoptourbus.com. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Go check it out. I can't think of another podcast that gives you a 10% discount on, on your weed. Cannabis? No. Go to what? Define Premium Cannabis, two locations here in Portland to serve you. One in Hillsboro. And the other one is in Forest Grove. And walk in the store. And what you're going to do is you're going to walk over to the counter. You're going to strut your stuff over there. You're going to walk up to your bud tender. You're going to be like, yo, I'm part of the No Simple Road family. And they're going to be like, holy shit. And they're going to give you 10% off your whole purchase. And your first time in, they're going to give you a free t-shirt. A free t-shirt. And look, Apple's not with us today. He's, he's a little under the weather, but. Check this out. If you go in there Monday through Friday, he will come out of the back dressed like a Keystone cop and he will run over to the case and find that the might perfect, scare people. Well, I, uh, that's true, <laughs> but he will find the perfect cannabis product for you. And the bud tenders over at Define are going to take their time with you and make sure that you understand what you're getting and that you leave with the perfect cannabis product. Yeah, because not everybody wants to smoke. Maybe somebody wants to soak. Maybe somebody wants to do a little back rub with some, you know, cannabis tincture or, or a maybe you want to get crunk and get a dab. Yeah. So know? they've got all of your needs and they will educate you. Apple will hook you up. You get your discount. You get a free T-shirt. And all you got to do is say no simple roads in you. There it is. Define premium cannabis. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. 
That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Riding a bike with a flat tire. What is? Not having Apple in the room. Well, I mean, they were going to figure it out eventually, but right out the gate. It's weird. <laughs> it's definitely weird, everybody. Hey, no. No Simple Road hey family, now. we're back. Welcome back to a fraction of the show. Apple came home early from work today and fell and asleep. And, and I we, was like, yay, Apple, because I thought he was like, I heard his voice. I just was gotten out of the bath. And I was like, oh, Apple's home. Like, maybe he got off early. And yay. then I come out and then. So he was asleep on the couch, man. And I, I, I went in there to check on him. Aaron was like worried, like if it, if it was me being sick. And well, I was like. We texted him to eat. He didn't wake up. We told him we were going to record. He didn't wake up. I was like, shit, I hope he's all right. You know? Well, he is not all right because he's not with us, but he's not (laughs) in a dire situation. So just let everybody know that we're not like, you know, we gave him a break. He's not suffering. He is just, um, you know what? He's taking a day off. He put in a little time request when he got home and he was like, I want to take a couple hours off of no simple road. And we're like, okay, you haven't done that in a while. You Does have he the, get PTO you for have the, the show? Yeah, you have the hours in the bank. Okay. So he took a he took a PTO day, Personal guys. day. But, yeah. but me and Mel are here holding it, holding it down. We are here. We're holding it down. And our fantastic, stupendous, totally inspiring guest today is Mike, is Mike from Jam Band Workout on Instagram. So Mike, first off, thanks, man. The, you know, we're, we're going to, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get into it. Yeah. And this- do it episode was so inspiring and so jaw-dropping for me because it came in a time when we had I mean for everybody who's a regular listener you realize that some of these shows are a lot older maybe it's not just from last week it's been a couple weeks I think this was on the May 2nd this is a couple months yeah this is May 2nd um and um so like you know, our life was going on a month ago. Now our life is a month later. So we're giving you this updated intro, but that interview was over a month ago. And so while we were doing that interview or that conversation, we had just started with our nutrition coach, Magnus. That you guys know about. And so we've talked about him on the show. And the stuff that Mike was saying and talking about and how he started jam band workout and what ha- what transpired over him putting himself out there was like n- exactly correlating with what was going on yeah, in, in our household in our, at totally. that time. And here's the thing, man, like on the surface, you, if you're just like a casual listener, no, if you're somebody that is just scrolling on Instagram and, and you're you see jam band workout. It's like ha ha ha. That's funny. Know, that's cool. I know I did right. But after talking to him, there is a huge success story behind that thing. It's like this amazing thing that came out of 
the jam band community that it saved his life basically you know that's irony is has been following me and this household for a very long time and what do you mean by that because it is ironic that apple is not with us today and the content of this episode is Mm. really um relates to Apple specifically. And I think I even start crying in this episode because I just couldn't believe all of the similarities, just like kind of looking over at Apple while Mike was talking and it, it, just the interplay in the room. And of course, like I said, what's going on behind the scenes in our home, it was just like Mike was literally put placed here perfectly in our zoom mm-hmm. <laughs> to reaffirm why we're on this life path and why we're health, why we're starting this health path and, and how important it is to be honest and open with your issues or your, at least with yourself, with yourself. And that's the hardest part is like admitting shit to yourself, man. It's, it's tough. It's really hard. It sucks sometimes. It really does. Well, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to yourself. And then if you, if it's embarrassing to you, it's going to be embarrassing to, to let it out. Yeah. To other people. But you know what, man, I, I, I have to say that like, even the most embarrassing shit that like I've confessed here on the show or like, between you and I, that's the moment when like things start getting better. You make it through that initial fucking cringe moment. And then it's like the pressure release valve gets turned on. It does. But I, I know because I can definitely tend to be very secretive with the challenges that I face, whether they're mental or physical or just, you know, having a hard time. And it's the discomfort of thinking about it, not necessarily doing it. Do you know what I'm saying? No. What do you mean? I'm discomforted. And, and the hard part for me is thinking about letting it off my chest and saying it out loud Mm. as opposed to the discomfort of keeping it in. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. You know? So, so I understand the mentality of people, um, holding secrets to themselves to a detriment. That's definitely something that I work on and I'm not perfect at it. And look at here, I have this fucking show that almost forces me to do that. Um, but even still I can be, you know, secretive about a lot of things. Not, I, I don't want to use the word secret cause it's like, I'm implying that I'm like being dishonest. It's not that it's just like, I won't necessarily share things, you know? Um, well, once it's out, once it's out, you though, can't take that shit back. Once it's out, you can't take it back. But kind of like what you were saying, there's this like exhale moment. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Like all that tension I had in my chest and neck, that was from holding shit in. Well, and I think a lot of times I know I do this, man. Like I'll build something up in my head so huge through my own crazy thought process and then when I actually do the thing that I'm fucking freaking out about, I'm like, oh, that was really no big deal in the yeah, first place. There is a lot of that. It really, really made a mountain out of a fucking molehill. But, okay, so then I, we were talking, we were having a conversation just right before we started this. Um, and sometimes it, it may be just like like I was saying, I just want to, not want to, but it's hard for me to um, 
express myself because I don't, that uncomfortability of thinking about what's going to happen is too great. But then there's also times where it's a block, like there's a literal physical block that you have to get therapy for, you have to get over there, whatever the case is, like sometimes there's something legit holding you back. And that is most of the time yourself, but it can be hidden, you right. know, this can be the, childhood shit or, you know, traumatic experiences. That's the beauty of like what Mike is doing, mm-hmm. because I know for myself and I know a lot of people that are listening, like when we go to shows and you're dancing and moving your body, take psychedelics out of the equation for, for just a minute. Just the act of dancing and shaking and moving. If you have those blocks, sometimes that shit gets shaken loose, literally. Yeah, and sometimes not. Sometimes, the thing about this too, like, you know, when you uh, make your bed and you kind of like, you know. I don't Fluff what, what, the sheet? Yeah, you fluff the sheet or the blanket. You kind of like, you know, fan everything off. Well, sometimes you got to do it a few times. Do you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? There's still that little crumb on the bed or that little (laughs) hair or whatever is on there that you got to do it maybe one, two, three times, you know? And so sometimes when we, like you were just saying, we're dancing, we might shake things to the surface, but they're not off of us yet. And we still need to deal with that. We need to do a little bit more shaking, a little bit more digging, a little bit more, something's more required of us. Yeah. And you know, sometimes things they're just it was underneath the surface but now it's on the surface and it needs more work right and there's a clip that i posted on our instagram um and mike is actually it's from this interview and mike was talking about it he was like look jam bam workout is not the end-all be-all of health like it's a seed it's Mm -hmm. a gateway drug yeah and i honestly can say that like dancing at shows was part of the thing that got me believing that I could run I was like holy shit if I can dance all night long I could probably get on a treadmill and do a mile and that's you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it started like that and I don't know I'm just really grateful to him for for putting it out there and like I've seen kind of behind the scenes what he's doing because I've really been following him and there's people that have legit been helped by jam band workout again it's that thing like if you don't do your your own work like your god-given work your god-given talent or you gotta find or mother nature given talent yeah but if you if i said this to aaron the other day when my clients i love her so much she's she's like a catalyst for change for me you know she pushes me she adores me she tries my patience she she's just great for me you know and she said to me you know Melanie you can't be a miser with your art and she was serious but joking at the same time because she was looking at you know my collages and my poems and things like that and she's like why aren't people seeing this this could be like in a a card shop or some kind of like boutique or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) first of all, I never even like never even considered any of that. Like I'm just playing around in my, this is in my head. 
and but the word miser that really struck a chord with me reminds me of daffy duck (laughs) really why why. it reminds me of red hot chili peppers because there's a cartoon with daffy duck and he's like i'm rich i'm rich i'm a wealthy miser and he's (laughs) dance jumping on a big pile of gold so that wow. whenever I, anyway. I don't want to be a miser. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I think of I think of Anthony Kiedis when I think of of miser. But anyway, like we can't do be a miser to our ourselves too of our healing of our progression of our any of anything because if you don't share, think about that. If you don't share, only you get it, and that is not fair. And believe me, I say this to myself all the time. Like I'm saying this out loud, one as like a confession, two as like um, a reminder and three as like a motivator, you know, like we all need to share what we have out there because it is good. We have good stuff, you know, we do. We have a cool ass family and we only have our flavor. We can't have like Greg's flavor or Rhonda's flavor or Jimmy's flavor. We have our own flavor. So if we don't put that into the gumbo, that flavor it's just never not, gets in there. Yeah. It's just not going to taste how it could, you know? True. And it, you know, it, I guess it's ironic that you're saying this right now during the week. Um, I had mentioned to you, I, there's something I've been thinking about with the show for a while. Like, when I'm working, I'll think of stuff that I like, I really want to tell the family this. Yeah. And then I forget. Cause and it's then, not a habit. It's, yeah. Or not and, a- and then like, we'll do the intro and afterwards I'm like, fuck, I forgot to, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I want to, I think I want to start putting out like little 20 minute f- blurbs during the week. And you were like, you've been talking about doing that for a while. Yeah. And you, and you had done it a few times. Right. And the you're talking about saying things when you need to say them and adding your flavor and all of what you're saying applies to why I said that to you in the first place was like, you know, we, we had this like incredible weekend with um, <sighs> Jeff from St. Disruption and he taught this amazing class yeah, he and, did. and, uh, it was really profound for me. Like I, there was a lot I got out of that weekend and, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys out there, but like my inner world, I get these like downloads from time to time of like information that I know is not mine because it's just not my typical (laughs) thinking. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Bless you. It's not my typical thinking. And like, that wasn't for me. Yeah. And this was one of those times, like I started getting those downloads while he was here and like really think like, all right, stick with me here, everybody. I'm let's, it's going to take us. It's story time. (laughs) So COVID happened and we all were in our houses and like our puck pose. Yeah. It was super hard, man. Like, there was a lot of grief and mourning that happened and we were all scared and really uncertain about the future and our live music was gone and confusion. our whole world was turned upside down. And now things are starting to ease up 
And, uh, I mean, I've seen full capacity shows at Red Rocks, Westfield Music Bowl, like uh, our music is back and we're making plans and, you know, like we're going to see all these shows and I just don't, for me, this is me talking, like I'm not putting this on any of you out there. I'm just sharing with you where I'm at. There was a lot like that was a 14 months of mental gymnastics and to come out of that 14 months and not be have a different perspective would be a disservice to myself at this point. And when I think about going to shows again, I really have a different perspective on all of it. I have a completely different thought process than I did before. And stick with me guys. I'll get to what I'm, what I mean here in a second. Not that I didn't appreciate it before. Not that I didn't think that it was a sacred, awesome thing that we were doing. Not that none of that, like I knew all that, but the magnitude of what we do it was impressed on me this past weekend. Not no simple road. The I'm talking about like when our, we when we gather as a tribe mm. and are doing what we do at a show, the magnitude of that thing was impressed upon me this past weekend mm. in a different way than I've ever seen it before. And like we're at a really important time right now because we're transitioning out of something into something new. We never, none of us ever went through a worldwide pandemic before and all of the struggles that we had. And so now we have an opportunity to change the game for ourselves in going out, back out to the things that we love and do and celebrate together. And at least for me, like, I want more intention in when I approach going to a show. We've said it over and over that that is our tabernacle. That's our church. That's, that's our ritual. That's, you know what I mean? And to, for me to just approach that offhanded and, Oh, it's another Saturday night. Let's, let's take sacrament. And, you know, it feels like I'm doing myself a disservice and the thing, right? And I, again, this is me. This I'm not putting this on any of you. I'm just telling y'all where I'm at. And like. Yeah, like the realization yeah, you had exactly. during this past weekend. Yeah. And like going with the thought in my head of like bringing good medicine with me. And like uh, what I mean by that is the vibe and the energy that you participate in and put out while you're grooving at a show. Mm-hmm. If there's intention in that thing of to, to bring fun, even fun mm-hmm. or, you know, um, some kind of healing for the people around you or connection or, I mean, you could even take it, and make it bigger and say healing for the planet 
or Mm -hmm. society. That is magic. And we have the opportunity to do it different than we've ever done it before as a, as a community. And so to just go back to the way it was, I don't want the same old used to be. I don't, I want it to be different now. I, I am going to do my part to make it different yeah. now for, for me yeah. and my family, you know, and I think it's important to really like, take a look everybody at where we're at in time, in space and feel your guts and feel your intuition and get honest with yourself and be like, okay, you know, we're, we're heading back out and we've wintered. (laughs) We've, you know, we've gone to the woodshed and what are we bringing to the tribe after this time? What's the fruit? Yeah. So that was what I was thinking. Is that your fruit, the realization of greater um, intention and and greater, even greater experiences than before because of your awakening? I I don't know if I would call it an awakening. I I mean, that, that definitely sounds like an awakening to me. Well. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but that part of you that's thinking like this wasn't well, that, alive before, or it wasn't as impressed upon you. It wasn't as important. It well, wasn't I mean, as pivotal. We had a lot of time to think. What do you mean? We have had the last 12 months to oh. sit and ruminate in our stuff, man. Like it's a, <laughs> I would feel silly at, at this point, not coming out with at least something, you know what I mean? Like what'd you get? I didn't get shit. I was at the store for nine months. I didn't fucking buy one thing. Like, I don't know. I, I, I guess to, to say words like awakening and like, it I just mean, it's, sounds it's, so fucking like, I think that we should normalize that kind of dialogue and word because if you were, you described, you had a whole story and to me, to summarize it, that's, that's what the word I could come up with. There was an awakening in your spirit to realize that you had an opportunity to do something bigger and better just by being, having an experience this past weekend. So you had a dawning, some kind of, um, you know, epiphany, some kind of, you know, new spark that was in you. So, I mean, and I just remember like going to shows in the, in the eighties, like late eighties, early nineties. And I mean, we were working for like Greenpeace and canvassing door to door and like those. Who's we? Me and all my friends, like those experiences that we were having at shows we're tapping us into the spirit of the planet, you know? And I, at some place along the way, I guess I kind of f- either felt silly about it or forgot or lost sight or like. I mean, that happens to all of us. We have all these tools that we learn 
And then when we need it most, we forget that we have them. Mm-hmm. Or you don't think that they're worth anything. Or we just forget to simply forget to use them. Like we, you know, this conversation and that story that Aaron just said is a, a part of a bigger conversation that has been going on for quite some time um, behind the scenes. You know, we're at the very beginning of the show. For those of you who have been listening that long, um, you know, very open about our psychedelic use, very open about um, what we, you know, what we do to have fun, what we do to unwind and about our experiences and stuff like that. And as the show went on and we were going to more concerts and more festivals and things, this was something that I had brought up to Aaron many times and I couldn't ever find the proper words to express what I meant because I really feel like it wasn't about the sacrament and it wasn't about the music, but there was something about those two things together that was old for me. And I wanted to move forward. I wanted to go beyond, I wanted to go further. And Mm I, and it always kind of ended up in like a fight with us or like a miscommunication or you, whatever it just, it was never properly given and received like it the the circle of communication was just kind of off or broken in the, during that you time got, the women are smarter man why the i'm not being cheeky when i like i know it's a grateful dead lyric but that is cheeky but what you're doing no but i'm, <laughs> I'm being serious though women are smarter you guys in a lot of ways are you have a big picture view when guys are not like that Women, and I, I'm speaking to everybody, like when, when you're born a female, when you're a woman, um, I don't know if this is true if you don't have children, because I do have children. So I'm only speaking right. to what I know. Right. But I I make the assumption that women have this um, way of seeing a bigger picture because we, we are the creators, we're the mothers. And so when you think of you don't really think of yourself too much. A woman doesn't think of herself. That's why there's all this self-help and reminders for women to like, you take time out for yourself mm-hmm. because it's very Mom's easy. Mom's always doing shit for other people. Yeah. It's really easy to think about, well, did so-and-so eat? Well, what about when we get home tomorrow? Who's going to make dinner? Oh, we don't have any meat. There's always a thought further than just, yay, we're going on vacation. Yeah, that's a dude. It's like, <laughs> okay, we're going to be in the car for three hours. I need to make sure everybody goes pee. I want some, I know I want some snacks. So I know everybody else is going to be hungry, even though they say they don't. And then, you know what? I need some water because I don't like getting that bottled shit. So I'm going to bring my water. Like there are so many things that I'm thinking of other than just the event. Like if we do 60 miles an hour, we'll be there in four and a half hours. No, no, no. I'm thinking of, you know what? Oh shit, I should pack that extra pillow because I know that Aaron likes that pillow and if I don't bring mine, then Then he's going to take mine. Yeah, and so there's so much and and so during these trips where we're fucking blasting the lids off of our brains, I'm getting these downloads of like, this ain't enough, this is not okay. Like, medicine is medicine. Like I truly and fully believe anything can be medicine. Touch can be medicine. 
food is medicine, nature is medicine, making love is medicine, music, like I can go on and on. It's how you apply it, right? Or, and approach it. Um, I Because th- you got to meet it halfway. It's how you well, approach it. If there's just a piece of music there, and I apply it to with an intention to heal and in this right kind of way. It doesn't matter how I approach it. I'm, I'm, this is my. Well, you're approaching it with a certain kind of reverence and a certain kind well, of. We'll just call it intention. Yeah. We'll call the whole thing intention. And so I was receiving these messages like back in the day. And like I said, I just ne- never had the ability to explain it, whether there was a block, whether it was miscommunication and Jeff's visit broke that wall down for all of us. He, it wasn't him. Sometimes just being in the presence of people that are powerful shakes things loose, you know, like we're somebody that's just tapped in. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you know, we did these practices during the workshop and they were incredible. They really helped to restore a lot of my energetic authority in my own body. And I'm saying all of this to say is that, okay, yes, women have a bigger picture. um, But for everybody out there, any, the way that you use makeup can be medicine. The way that you use things, if you just up your game a tiny bit, use it with a little bit more intention, give thanks for it, maybe offer a small offering um these are the 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 little nuggets that while jeff was here i learned the reason behind them and the efficacy of how strong it is to just give mother nature thanks or give your brother or sister thanks or to make something um in a loving manner people say that all the time like i'm cooking with love add that ingredient what does that mean though like that's intention right each stir you're like putting your love and your energy into it or the way that you plate it or the way that you serve it and so that was my huge takeaway was how you do things is so important and it's sometimes more important than the thing you do well yeah and and also like through all of this i think one of the biggest um lessons at least for me is that like mom's calling her kids home and and there's like a there's a thing happening and when I as I pay attention to the conversations that we've been having with the musicians that we've spoken to and like this conversation with Mike and like there's a thread running through it if if you're paying attention that there's like something going on underground that's not so underground yeah I was gonna say I don't think it's underground no there's something happening (laughs) oh yeah and if you're just quiet for a second and pay attention you could feel it yeah and i i feel like if there's a time in history when some shit is going to go down for the good i want to be like on the crest of that wave i want to be riding that thing and so count me in you know what i'm saying like i'm 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 in for that so that's it that's that's my trip like i i don't know i i uh I feel like it's really important for us as a family to have as much fucking fun as humanly possible and go there with the intention of like spreading that love and that vibration and that intention 
out past the walls of that concert venue and into the houses that surround it and to where those people that are in those houses feel it and don't, you know, like the hair stands up on their arms or like the whole city has a thing that happens. It's possible. Well, I mean, just on a little quick side note, of course it's possible. Like that's Reiki energy, right? um, There's something called distance Reiki and you can literally give and send energy to somebody that's not in the room, not in the country, not in the States, whatever. Um, And people have been known to be, have better, like better sleep, um, miraculous healing, um, actually feel stuff that's going on. So at least from my, from my end, there's never been a disbelief that thoughts can pierce yeah that pierce through through doorways and and states and state lines and all of that it's just how strong do you believe do you kind of believe it a little bit are you kind of skeptical about it that's really what it is yeah doubt kind of stops that flow. doubt fucks things up and everybody's got them i'm not saying anything about (laughs) i've got doubts i had to i'm i work through everything that i say i'm working through it too yeah like for real if either of us had attained we would both fucking disappear so well and then you know another thing that jeff taught me was own your divinity he didn't never said those words to me at all but what he taught me was everybody has some good shit going on cooking in them Mm -hmm. and to affirm it is not bragging no it is not bragging. It's not self-aggrandizement. It's not doing that. It is when you listen to your own voice and it goes through your own ears saying what you are and what you can accomplish and what you have achieved, that is medicine. That beefs you up and brings you up. And so that's one thing. Another thing he taught me, he's not like there was some really good lessons and these are things that he didn't even say. These are things that like rubbed off of on me of the weekend yeah Yeah. and also like talking about our scene and our family and all that right like scrolling through instagram today and um aaron uh from aaron's picks Mm -hmm. he did an instagram live and i'm not sure the guys that he was talking to but they he was talking to some younger heads and they were having some really like real talk heavy conversations and you know it started off with them doing dabs and whatever and they were having fun and then they started really talking and it stopped me in my tracks this morning I was like holy shit man like the music really does never stop and there you go being cheeky again and they're really is another generation of super conscious. Yeah. They're, they're getting and I more hate, and more I hate conscious. saying kids, but like well, I'm, I'm almost 50. And well, like, you don't have to say kids. You can say the younger generation. They, these younger cats, man, are, are hip. And and it really made me like feel good to, to listen to the conversation and see it. And to see that, like, to see the passion, you know, it, I can recognize it 
and to feel the love in the conversation and to know that 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 could have been me you know what i mean like if i would have had a phone in 1989 and we would have been doing that you know and it's really rad to see that it's just continuing and continuing and there's a an entire new army of of new generation coming that are down for the set and like willing to put their shit out there and it's really cool to see really cool made me like feel like a well a, we're, we're putting our shit out there for sure <laughs> yeah so yeah we are you know it's it's a really good thing it's a really good thing to be able to share what you have going on and not be attached to you need a, something to be reciprocated or you need to just like the act of doing that because the the energy and the the gift and the everything will come back to you it will, it will somehow, however it happens. That, that's one of the reasons why I never worry about like people that are haters or anything like that. I definitely believe in karma. It's out there. I don't need to see it to happen. It's going to happen in their own way. And I don't wish that on anybody. I just understand that the world works like that. If you're negative, negative stuff happens. If you're positive, positive stuff happens. And even if you are positive, negative things will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know? was going to say, yeah, just because yeah, you got like, a positive attitude so, doesn't mean so. What I'm saying roses. is, is that it always comes around, no matter what happens. Right, right. So, like, I, um, I understand that, and so I feel like sharing and and letting out what is in is so imperative, and honestly. Mike taught me so much about that too, putting himself out there and losing all that weight in front of the family. He didn't, he didn't know that that was going to happen. He was just doing a thing. And so you guys will hear the whole story on how that happened and let this be inspiration to all of us. It was to me, to Aaron, um, hopefully to Apple when he listens back and all of you guys, when you hear how, transformed I won't even say change but transformed his life um in the midst of a really talk about making lemonade in the midst of like Aaron was just saying COVID was it was a blessing and a curse for everybody you know there's everybody has something positive and then you know horrifically negative to say about it but Mike did all of us a solid by representing the greater of us in the sense that he put himself on the line and he was reciprocated by a hugely transformative life. And I'm grateful to have had him on the show and grateful that he's a part of the no simple road family. Yeah, man, for sure. Let's do the business and get him into the interview. Let's do it. Uh, follow follow us, us on all the social media platforms. Nosimpleroad.com at no simple road on Instagram what else, babe? Thinking on the uh, web page, you can uh, get merch. Go to the merch page. There's there's uh, no simple road shirts and cups Hoodies. and all that stuff, and that that money goes right into our gas tank, you guys. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road, you can become a Chan donator. Chan donators of so, the world unite. Uh, Patreon is is how we pay the bills around here. Yeah, um, and we have new patrons. We have three. What? New patrons. Okay, so we got Jess, Jess B, V, and we have Deadhead Land. Woo! And 
we have Roxy DN. Heck yeah. Thank you. Roxy, thank you. Thank Dead you. Headland, Jess, thank you so freaking much for fueling No Simple Road for another month. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your gratitude. We appreciate your ear holes. And thank you. For those of you that have heard us talking about the class with Jeff and couldn't attend <laughs> and want to check it out, it is on our Patreon for our subscribers. So you can go on patreon.com forward slash no simple road, sign up for as little or as much as you want. Then you have access to the class, check it out, and then you can cancel if you want. And or you don't have to. You can keep it going. We we would appreciate it. But yeah. you know, I, I just really thought that this class with Jeff had a lot of value. And usually, you know, Aaron wanted to put it out. And I, I said, you know, this is one thing that I feel very strongly about. She put her foot down, you guys. I, I put my foot down. I was like, no. If they if you want to listen to it, you can just do a buck or however much, but there's got to be some exchange there because you can't just get this information for free because Jeff really he brought it home. Yeah. He so, brought it home. So that's why it's on Patreon everybody. Yeah, there you go. So go check that out and also you can call 971 Ooh, I burped. I'm sorry. 971-808-1524. That's 971-808-1524. And you can leave us a voicemail. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in a while. No. And you know what? You, right there, I know that you're thinking, I should probably call. And you too over there. Yep. We heard you. We heard you Don't sitting that all I the way see. in Portland. I heard you. <laughs> so you should call 971-808-1524. Tell us the story about your first Grateful Dead show. Or your first fish show. Or your first goose show. Or your first pigeon show. Or your first... Um, time you meditated and lost track of time. What? Help me out, Mel. What? First time you went to a buffet? Ew, gross. Why not? I want to know about that. Is there even buffets anymore? First time you cooked or something really dope for your partner or okay. yourself or you made yourself proud. Like, holy shit, I pulled this off. Like, there. what? There it is. Yeah, Thank you. Just do something fun. And um, you know what? We will play it on the air and then the whole family will get to hear you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And interact with us. If play with us, you would do us a solid. Ooh, I would star. really appreciate do we it. Got one? I don't know. I that's you in Apple's bag, man. You're right. If you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars, just click the five stars and move on with your day, or click the five stars and then write a review, which is like ten thousand times more heartwarming than just the five stars. But the five stars are pretty heartwarming. Nope, we don't we have a new one, but that's fine. It. No, we're in a new month. That's we haven't okay. got one for June yet. You could be the June review. You, June. you. It's the new June review. Coming right at you. We're coming right at you. Is that new zoo review? Yeah, it's new zoo review. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, if you want to be the cute June um, five-star review person. It could be you. Do it. All right. And am I missing anything? I'm I th- forgetting all I kinds mean, of stuff, I mean, we probably sure. forget stuff, but you guys... Sit back. Oh. What? I know. What? I just remembered. Don't sit back yet. Hold on. Don't sit back. Sit up. (laughs) Come correct. Sit well. I need you to do me a favor. A solid. Everybody. And that means you and you and you. Tell somebody that doesn't know about No Simple Road about the show. Look, if you- Aaron was really down about numbers, guys. Anyway. I'm telling telling on you. Anyhow. I'm telling on you. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. Aaron was really down on the numbers. And then we got three Patreons this month. And I said, you know, babe, it's the quality of the listener 
not the quantity of the listener. But think about this, everybody. If you have a business selling t-shirts and only one person a week comes in to buy one shirt, but they fucking love it so much. Think about how you would feel. You'd kind of want a little bit of quantity. Here's the thing. Right? This, This is honest, no bullshit. My thought with people listening to the show is not about let's get as many people listening as possible. It's it's not like that. It's like, I want people to hear the stuff that's said. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying because I I just had listened back to our Reverend Freak Child episode. That's a great example. And I I was dumbfounded. I was like, why haven't I listened to this episode? Like, it's been only two weeks, but... If you're listening to this, after you listen to this episode with Mike, go listen to Reverend Freak Child. That was a really good, good interview and a good conversation and, and a funny one. He was He's super, hilarious. he was funny and silly and, but go listen to it because. There was some good, yeah, good, good home cooking. Yeah, in there one. really was. So I encourage you to go back to, you know what, if you're look, looking for a good one, Text us, call us, DM us, and be like, hey, what's a good episode to listen to? I need to feel up. Or but that, that's the I, thing. That's the thing with the numbers. Yeah. It's just like, God, I just, I want the information out to, to as many people as possible. I understand that. And Me and, too. And Me too. That's it. Yeah. That's where, I, where I'll leave it with that. So if you know somebody, look, we're all in the music community together. We all know people that love Billy Strings and Dave Schools and John Medeski and Circles Around the Sun and on and on and on. We've talked to all of them. So if you know somebody that's into all this stuff that doesn't know about the show, tell them yeah. and then be like, yo, I just turned you on to your favorite new podcast. Mm-hmm. Or at least that single one. I mean, we got some good stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We've talked to some cool people. And we literally do try. Our intent, we, we try, not like we try really hard. You we guys. do try. We try. We like, we clean up well, you know, well, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Aaron's actually looking pretty crazy. You guys. And that is not, <laughs> I'm not joking about that. That's a real thing. That's why he's laughing over there. He's been looking fucking freaky as hell, but I it's love a thousand it. yard stare. Yeah. I can't help it. It's there's a lot going on. All in right. Well, you're going to get you to the interview because we've waited long enough to hear this specifically inspiring, motivating, dope ass interview with Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks again, man. Appreciate you, brother. And keep doing what you do yep. and all the amazing shit you're up to. And we got your back a thousand percent. So without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Mike, Mike from, from Jam, Jam Band, Band Workout. Look at us. Ooh, We're what, here. What's happening, man? Scoot him back a little bit so I could see him. Yeah, there we All go. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, hey. Start, yeah. Off, start uh, off by introducing ourselves. And I'm Aaron. How's it going, man? How you doing? I'm all right. Mike. Mike, good to meet you. Right on. And this is Mel. Thanks for doing this today. This is going to be fun. And Yeah, and, no, it's looking forward to it. And then I'm the, the third member of No Simple Road. This is, I'm Apple. 
Apple. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. It's my last name. So I just got to throw that up. Okay. People are like, Apple. It's not because I'm red. and You <laughs> 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 fell off a tree. Yeah. Mike, why don't you introduce yeah. yourself for everybody out there so they know who we're dealing with here today. Dealing with. <laughs> we're dealing with you today. We're dealing. You're dealing with. Uh, my name is Mike. I started a little thing called Jam Band Workout, and that's uh, that's how I eventually crossed paths with you guys. I think you saw that I was actually in Portland. I spent a lot of time in Portland. Um, Do you? One of my very good friends who's done a lot of the filming for me of this content uh, lives in Portland. So I stay with him uh, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, so I love Portland and, uh, you know, and uh, jam band workout. Yeah, that's the thing. That's Are the, you on the East the Coast, topic. Mike? Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in the Buffalo, the suburbs of Buffalo, New York right now. Um, Do you know of a place called um, uh, Suffren, New York? Suffren? No, yeah. I don't think I do. OK, because that's where I, I was where I went to first grade and I, I lived with my aunt <laughs> uh-huh. and uncle up in Suffren. It was one of the best years of my life. Like, I, I don't really remember any of my other childhood years except for that one. There was like, okay. So uh, it's just is it like, up? It's is upstate. It upstate yeah, it's upstate. But I don't yeah. think it's all the way upstate. I'm not sure because I just haven't bothered you to look. look it up sometimes. Yeah, I've never There's bothered this to thing look. Called Google. Uh, yeah, Google. <laughs> really also, awesome. maps immediately. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Man, I, first of all, I'm gonna look it up. When uh, when you started doing your thing, I was like, wow, look at this guy. Like, that is one of the fucking coolest things I've ever seen, and it was like a a thing with me and Apple, we, we all live together here in Portland. And, um, before work in the mornings, him and I are like usually having coffee out on our porch and it became a thing with him and I like, look, man, he's still doing it. And then the next day, (laughs) still doing it, dude. Like, and at first it seemed funny. And then I was like, okay, this isn't funny. This is serious shit. Like it's obviously fun. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say by having fun. Yeah. And, and then I was like, oh, wow, this is like a thing. And then you went an entire year. Like when you started doing this, was that the plan or was there like, was this just like an organic thing that happened? Totally organic. Um, definitely started off as a joke. Um, I had this idea uh, like years ago and I can remember it's, the specific moment where I had the idea, I was like hanging out with a buddy. He lives in DC. I was in his kitchen and he showed me, uh, archive.org for the first time. I, I, I didn't know about this resource for music. I, I think I knew about it for like, uh, you could find video clips and things that were you know, sort of, uh, you know, in the general, uh, in the, in the public domain. And, um, he showed me, he's like, check it out, man. They got like every show, from the dead and and not only that just every jam band mm-hmm. so we, we kind of started like testing it and like saying okay do they have this band do they have this show and we started finding old tapes that we listened to in high school and i remember we found a god street wine bootleg <laughs> okay. that like i remember specifically listening to i had like one god street wine tape long time ago and i put it on and i just we i just started dancing around the kitchen you know we were having a couple beverages that night and uh I got, you know, I just, just dancing around. I just, I started, you know, to actually feel like I was getting a little bit of exercise from it. And I was like, I was like, you know, it'd be a really funny idea is like a, you know, sort of a, uh, 
dance into the oldies or a Zumba or something to jam band music. I'm like, there's so much of it and you actually get a pretty good workout. So it was kind of a joke though. Like we, we were laughing about that and it was like, yeah, whatever. But I always kind of kept it in the back of my mind and, you know, so fast forward to right when the pandemic hit, I kind of found myself in a weird situation where I travel for work sort of, uh, you know, consistently throughout the year. I'm in two different cities normally every week. And I found myself, I was staying back at my, my parents' house that they were in Florida and I was kind of house sitting for them and kind of had to urgently go somewhere because planes were about to be grounded. I was traveling for work and it was like, you got to go somewhere ASAP because the shit is hitting the fan. So I found myself there. And for like a few days, I was completely scared and just kind of freaking out. And, um, and after a couple of days, I was like, I got to do something. And I got to like, I feel like I should try to get healthy or something just because I was, you know, I was worried about maybe catching the virus. And like, this was the initial thought, like, well, I should get myself in a little better shape. I was definitely not in the best shape at, at this point. And, um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this little thing that I had been thinking about. I'm going to put on a show and I put on like a, just YouTube clip of fish or something. And, um, or maybe it was even, I think it was goose or something at the time. And, uh, I put it on and I was, I didn't tell anybody about this. I was just, this is just thoughts by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I recorded it. I recorded on my phone for a little bit so I could send it to my one friend that I'd talked about. And I sent it to my sister and some other people that like, we talk about jam bands and stuff. And they were like, I was like, check it out, jam band workout and <laughs> ha ha, you know? And they were like, yo, you sh- this is great. You should start like an Instagram account. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And I, so I filmed myself for the next, I was like, I'm going to do this every day for a little while. I'm going to, I'm going to dance to like a set and I would take out the phone for a little while, record myself for a few minutes and um, eventually I said, yeah, okay, I'll start an Instagram. So I, I started an Instagram and with no expectations of really anything, right. just put it out there <laughs> and people started responding and, you know, you, you know, you, you tag the community of people that, you know, might like that kind of thing. And people started sharing it around and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. This is fun. And I actually used to go live um, daily. It was a live thing. I would go live and show myself dancing in the living room and people would hop on and, you know, some people joined me and, you know, it was a very small amount of people, but um, it was fun. And it kind of kept me, it kept me doing it. You know what I mean? It was like, because I started the thing (gasps) and I started started labeling it like day one, day two, day three, I was like, now I have people that are like expecting it. And it kind of like forced me to, keep it going so I know the feeling yeah yeah exactly you start something and yeah. then you got to follow through so <laughs> uh, there there was an obligation I felt to to do mm. it and then then the messages started coming in as the progress started to happen and the change in my appearance and I started to lose weight and I started to you know eat a little healthier and just started doing other exercise and people started, you know, I started getting these really nice messages from people like, Oh my God, you're so inspiring. This is so great. Like by the time I got to day 100, I'd had like, you know, a pretty good little following of, you know, consistent people that that really liked it. And every day it seemed I was getting more and more followers and it was like, Oh, this is, this is going good. This is maybe turning into something. And then, you know, as time went, time went on, uh, you know, some like, um, I want to say some sort of, you know, pro, 
type people uh, started contacting me and saying, Hey, you, you, you might have something here that's beyond a joke. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'd never, I'd never thought about it like that. I'd always just thought this is kind of fun. And I'm like interacting with people and that's nice. It was a positive experience, right. but I never thought like, Hey, this could maybe be like a business or something. I, I thought never crossed my mind, but then somebody uh, specifically said that to me and they're like, no, you're like really reaching a couple demographics that, you know, both sides kind of struggle to find something like the, the workout world would love to have the hippies and the hippie world would love to, you know, maybe coincide with the fitness thing. Like, you know, like CBD and the, the whole, the whole cannabis industry has sort of gone that way recently with like the healthy benefits of cannabis has kind of brought those two worlds together. So this was just kind of an extension of that. And, um, yeah. So now it's yeah. turned into a thing. Now I have, you know, you know, so we started working with some people and then, you know, you get a, somebody that starts managing some of your content and, <laughs> you know, helping you, uh, you know, it just became like a, a very much more serious daily, uh, job. And, um, you know, and I, I had, I didn't work for six months. So that, that was a, a good amount of time to kind of, you know, sink my teeth into it and start to take it a little more seriously. And then, and then I had to go back to work and I was like, uh, you know, how am I going to do this? So, but I, I found a way to squeeze in, you know, at night in the hotel room or whatever, I would, you know, just keep it going. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep this going. And, and the funny thing is I didn't tell my, my core group of friends really, like this was a private little thing oh, that I was wow. doing that only a handful of my close friends knew about, but I like, I didn't post it on my my personal Instagram. I didn't post it on Facebook. I didn't, I didn't tell like many people and my parents didn't really know what was going on. Like some people kind of knew like, Oh, Mike's like dancing or something. I, I don't really get it. But, uh, <laughs> you but know, they didn't say anything so, about the like shedding of pounds or like that you were getting in better health. Like they didn't, what's that? No, were they noticing? Yeah. They, 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 they did. I think I, you know, but they, they just thought I was exercising, you know, like okay. they, they see right. I'm taking yeah. a bike ride and, you know I mean? They didn't know that that was the kind of the main influence of the whole thing started from that seed. And I do, I do want to be clear that like all the, this, this full transformation that I have is not solely from dancing around my living room every day, but that is the, the seed of it all. And I would have never, like, once I started exercising, it kind of led me to say, you know, it just does something to your body where your body kind of craves um, that sort of, you know, you want to work out and you kind of want to try new things and you want to take a bike ride. You maybe want to try some other things. And I have a lot of friends that do work out and they were like, Hey man, try this. Like, why don't you do this little uh, core exercise or why don't you, you do this or that? And, so I started implementing some of that stuff into the jam band workout thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, fast forward a year. I mean, by the time we got to the full year, I knew like probably about day 250 or something. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go a year. Okay. That, that is the goal. I want to go a full year and, and see where it is and see if people still care. And, um, you know, when I hit that year mark, it was, um, you know, just, an incredible explosion of, I created these, we had an idea to launch the YouTube channel and um, you know, the reactions, I was very scared. I I didn't talk during any of these videos. I didn't, it was kind of a, it's just me dancing, you know, Mm -hmm. for a year. It's like, so what is the story here? And you know, the people behind the scenes were like, okay, like 
people are going to need more. They're going to need more personality. They're going to want to get to know your story. So that's when I went out to Portland and I, I went out to, you know, the Columbia river uh, Valley there with the mountains and filmed all these drone shots. And we're like, okay, if, if so I'm going to launch good. a YouTube yeah. video, I, I'm going to go big because my actual, you know, in my, in my, in my normal life, I'm a filmmaker and a video editor and that's like what I do. So oh. it was very fun to just go and, and make content like this that I'd never made before. I'm making like indie movies and, music documentaries and you know my, my job in life is to edit sports uh videos um for you know like sporting events and so this was a new thing and uh, but like i did i do have the um equipment and you know i have pro pro video and audio equipment to to do this stuff so right. i was like all right let's let's go full in and um make some really fun content and see how it rolls out and um you know, the, the video, the first video I, I, I kind of shared with the world with which kind of showed the whole story of how this all happened, um, you know, had a really good response and people were super, you know, into it and inspired. And, you know, I got flooded with amazing messages and, and that was, that wasn't too long ago. And now it's just been kind of churning out into something, you know, I mean, it's a lot more serious than I could have ever imagined. Um, if you would have told me <laughs> a year ago that this is what I would be doing right now on a <laughs> podcast talking about this workout thing, like I would have said, you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. So I yeah, have that's so kind much of the, the, the background here. Yeah, what a <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, Let's can we sit for one moment and just digest what you've done? <laughs> because. Sure. Well, we just watched the video. You watched. Well, I was in the middle of the video, um, and then it was time to come see you because they had already seen it. And I, um, yeah, I like to go to sleep early, so <laughs> that's a lot of time when they do their bonding is either when I'm sleeping. So, um, but I was just watching the video, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Like the the quality, you know, you can tell quality. Plus, you know. Aaron's dad was a videographer, producer, director, writer. My daughter's in that industry. So it's all around mm -hmm. us, you know, and sure. it's incredible to see how your natural skills have turned what you love to do into what just what living, doing, yeah. just living just by you living your normal job helps you in, in what you're doing right now. You're what you like to do on the back like you know hang out go have a couple beers with friends go to music all that like you're you're just living your life and documenting it and people are loving it and there's so much to it because you said a few things like it's amazing how the more you work out you just want to work out yeah that is something you can't explain to somebody who's not doing that you know, like it's hard to, because you can explain like with words, but these are feelings now. These are on like the, your subtle layers, the subtle body, you know, where it's like your interior voice actually starts being nice to you and you can hear the potential and see the vision of your, you know, of your life moving forward, where if you're not say eating healthier or you're a little bit overweight, or maybe you're just kind of a little bit negative, like those things are still possible, but it's so much more work that you have to do to get there. When you are being positive, when you're lighter, there's more opportunity for light to come lighter in. Lighter mentally. Yeah, that's what I mean. Lighter. Um, in, yeah, the 
spiritual and those those kinds of realms and the inspiration part comes naturally too because you committed to something and that's where people lack people want they have all these great ideas to be fantastic and have you know all these great things happen but then they don't do it they don't commit to it they don't follow it through and that right there is what is the inspiring piece of all of it is that you're there was no obligation. You created your own obligation mm-hmm. and then forced yourself into your own success. And what you're getting, you said you're being flooded with all these positive emails. That's your interior voice. Like that is on the outside. That's the response that you're <clears throat> receiving from what you've done. And it's just incredible because it's very liked what No Simple Road started out. You know, the, one of the first things you said, started a little thing <laughs> you know it's a it is it's a, t- a little thing you're dancing and having fun no mm-hmm. big deal until, until it's, it's not, not. <laughs> and that obligation of wait a minute people are actually enjoying this so i want to do it and i'm i full disclosure man i'm one of those people that sent you a message like yeah i i did mm-hmm. like I don't remember how many months into the pandemic it was, but here in Portland, they had shut. I, I had my own journey with fitness um, and sure. I was going to the gym all the time and they shut down the gyms here in Portland. So I was like, I started going to the track by our house to go run. And it was hard for me for whatever reason, like the mental switch from running in a gym to going outside was difficult for whatever reason. And right about that time is you were arcing upward and there was one day that I didn't want to go. And, um, I, it was early in the morning. I was outside and I saw your video and it was something about surrender to the flow. And, uh, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go run. And I went and ran and watching your video before I went and ran reminded me that I could use the music to fuel me while I was running. And I had the best fucking run that day. And like the, I listened to an entire, like, I think it was like a 35 minute tweezer while I was running around the track and it went so fast. And, yeah. uh, I came home. I was like, I got to tell him that that happened. So I just sent you a note and I was like, Hey man, I just thank you for reminding me to surrender to the flow. Like I appreciate that. And it got me through my thing today. And I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's real. That's, uh, and for me, like I was, when we moved to Portland, I was like what 300 and something pounds. That was always a secret. You never shared that with me. I was like 285 to 300 when we moved here. And, um, my, I loved every inch of it. (laughs) Thanks. And, uh, my change came from a DMT trip for whatever. Wow. Yeah. Like I hit some DMT and when I came back, I was like, wow, it's time to get healthy. And that was that. And, um, it's hard, man. It's hard to find anything that gets you moving. And, and in watching that first video that you posted that, what was it called? Simple something. Yeah. It's simple introduction, simple introduction. That you could have just superimposed my face 
on that guy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that was me, man. And um, yeah, I get it. I understand that it was fun and funny in the beginning, but I hope you mm-hmm. know that like it's real. It's a real thing. And yeah, it's fun. Which is, that's what the best part of it Mm -hmm. is. Because who doesn't love like Richard Simmons and (laughs) looking at those old, like the cowboy um, hip hop and like, there's so many out there, but what it all does is it allows you to be fun and youthful. And so if you start doing it with them, no one's going to say one thing, you know, because it, it, it tampers down that inner critic, the one that doesn't allow you to be silly and youthful and fun and just explore your body and that's why I love what you're doing because you are by yourself but you're letting us into your room to see and then so it lets us you know it's like permission when you see somebody else doing that it almost gives you permission to be your full self has it been hard for because you say that you're you work in like editing and stuff so you're the guy behind the scenes was it hard for you to transition out front like that yeah, so that this is a very yeah, so this is a very interesting aspect of it is that I never like I hire actors and they play roles based on me in the films that I've made. Right. Like a lot of the a lot of the things I've made have been that. And it's it's been hard to sort of capture your own spirit in an actor and explain mm. to somebody like they read your script, but they they don't know exactly your the way you banter and, and the way you maybe your sense of humor and, and that mixture between serious and jokey that that I try to bring to definitely to this project and to most projects that I do. So uh, it was, you know, what it, for a year, the fact that I put I mean, if you talk about putting yourself out there, yeah. you show yourself in your most vulnerable state as far as like. I'm going to dance in my pajamas every single day for a, for a year in front of thousands of people. When it came for me to talk, I was like, this part ain't bad at all. Like I can just run my mouth. I'm good at just running my mouth. I can talk all day. Like the actual dancing and you looking at my, you know, body. I mean, that that's the thing that people can kind of, uh, you know, that's where you're really putting yourself out there. Right. So it actually, strangely, it did open up a whole new world for me. And now I'm actually, um, you know, I'm making different content with me on the other side of the camera and I'm kind of taking control of some other projects in my life where I can, I can kind of be the host or I can be the narrator yeah. and things like that. And, um, it's amazing. I'm going to Sicily in a couple of weeks to film a travel show. That's a promotional show for a movie that I shot a couple of years ago. And I had this idea about this show, but I never thought that I would be the one to host it, but I'm the one that had this experience, like the movies about a guy who goes to Sicily and kind of falls in love with it and finds his family and, you know, considers maybe upending his whole life and moving to Sicily. That's kind of the basic story. But so that happened to me in real life. And I've had these incredible experiences that I've tried to share through other uh, fiction things. And, and this was going to be more of a documentary, more of like a sort of fun Anthony Bourdain-ish sort of a travel show all around Sicily, specifically Sicily. So now I'm going to be the host, you know what I mean? Because, and I never would have thought that would have been the case, but because of jam band workout, you know, I am, I have shut down all that stuff in my mind of being nervous about that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. You probably saw, maybe you saw that I was on stage with Spafford. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. We can get there, but like, these are things that are like, 
you know, things you dream about and things you never expect. And um, you don't know whether you're going to be comfortable in that situation, but all this jam band workout stuff and talking about yourself and being honest with the world and saying, look, I had some issues with drinking. I had some issues with eating and I'm battling those. And this is part of the journey. I mean, you, you don't share, you know, you share that kind of personal stuff with the world and it takes a barrier down where if it's time to just like maybe joke around and have fun in front of a camera, I found it like kind of going through the more serious stuff took this, took this wall, took this boundary down. So it really changed. It's changed so much in my life. Mm. And that's a big, this is a big part of it because I am a, I'm a filmmaker and, and this is something I've considered doing forever. And I've never thought about putting myself in front of the camera and now I am. And, you know, the opportunities just keep changing for me because of this. So that, that's like an, another like really cool thing that's happened. That's kind of not something I really talk about through jam band workout that, Oh, by the way, this also like broke me, you know, broke me. So I can now get in front of the camera and, and sort of just talk and say whatever, and sort of, you know, do this sort of influencer type, you know, role that uh, I never thought I'd be comfortable doing. So dude, there, and there's, for some, sure. there's something that, that we don't talk about in this community. And that's like, I would say on the whole, we're not really the healthiest folks. You know what I mean? Like on the whole there, there's, there's pockets of course, but like fitness, health and all that. It's like what for my whole life, it's like, who gives a fuck? Like you live once, I'm going to party and have a good time. And that's that. But for sure. I think that, that that's the main, there's a, there's an age group for this thing that are people in mine and probably yours age groups that are, you've, you've lived a heart. You've, you've done it, man. You've yes. partied yes. and you get to a point where you're like, do I need to party more? Like, you, and there's another side. Like <laughs> I never thought I'd find the other side. I drank a lot. Okay. I drank daily a lot, a lot of booze. And I never could have imagined a world where I didn't do that. And then when I found the other side and this wasn't like a, this wasn't like a real alcoholic sort of problem. It was just like a personal, I like to drink and get drunk and party and, and have a good time. It wasn't like this is ruining my life. It was just making me very unhealthy. And uh, when I found the other side and was like, you know what, there's another side that I think a lot of people, there's a lot of smart people in this community as well. Yes, man. And if you can, if you can get over that hurdle, you can find that there's a lot of joy in not drinking. And it's crazy to say, but like, there's another side and it's, you can't explain it until you actually get there. And I know that like, I think that sobriety, you know, with Trey and, and a lot of this message is, is sort of, I think it's people that, you know, went to the shows in the nineties and the eighties and, you know, have been through that hard, those hard years that now there's almost, it's almost kind of hip. You know what I mean? It's like, try being sober. It's like, it's almost like you're high. Like you can't believe how clear your brain is when you do certain things because you've never tried it before. You know what I mean? Like all these experiences, every time you go to a show, like I still, you know, cause I haven't been to shows again yet. Like I, you know, I'd like to think that I'd be able to just go to a show and, and just hang and maybe sober or, or, or casually drink. But I don't know. I know that when I, when I know that I like to party when I go and do that stuff. So this has been like a, like I said, I think for this, this age group, there is, this possibility that I can really, that's why I'm trying to preach this to a lot of my friends who are just casual 
you know, casual heavy drinkers, you know what I mean? Like, and they see, and they're like, Mike, what did you do? You know, like, how did you do this? And I'm like, well, I, I danced around a lot, but I'm like, if you want to try to lose weight, try, try quitting drinking for one month. Like you'll, you'll shed 15, 20 pounds guaranteed. Like the way, and, and I'm talking about people that, you know, we, we probably know that drink daily, you know, a, a bunch of beers, maybe a couple cocktails, like not, not a problem. You know what I mean? It's not like a problem for I their lives. You. It's just casual, heavy drinking, <laughs> which I think you just get used to your, your body even craves it at that point. Um, and you can get to the other side. And once you get to the other side, then like, just with the workout thing, you're like, Oh, what if I tried eating healthier? <laughs> you know, what, what would that do? What would that do for my body? Like, how could I find, you know, you kind of find these other things and what you learn is it's not bad. It's actually pretty fun. And it's, uh, you can have enjoyment. Uh, you know, you, you have these, uh, the, the big, the big, problem I thought I might have was, oh, you know, when you drink, it loosens you up and you're, it makes you a more social person mm-hmm. and, and social gatherings. That's a big one, right? Like have a couple of drinks, it's going to loosen you up. And I was worried about that kind of my edge and my humor. A lot of it stemmed from like me having a couple cocktails and letting loose. And, <laughs> uh, I was worried I might lose that edge or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, if I'm sober, I'm just going to be boring. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, fuck. and, uh, I, and I think I was for a little while. I think I didn't know how to act for a little while. Comedians have done in that. Social, <laughs> in, in social settings, but, but it came around and like, I found that like, no, no, my personality is my personality. Like I am who I am and it doesn't matter whether you're, and it's actually like, I can bring a lot more to the table. Um, if I'm sober and I'm not trying to preach, full sobriety or anything here. I'm just trying to preach like special occasions. You know what I mean? Like not the daily partying and not the, just like the, the life of partying. Like I've had fun. I had 20 years of pure fun. Okay. We're with you. I feel like I hit my limit and it's like, I'm sure you guys can relate to that. And uh, that's why I think it's a good thing for people in their late thirties. And the other, the other thing to mention that, that a friend of mine pointed out to me was like a guy who'd been working out his whole life in his twenties. He's like, He's like, my body is sore and tired from all the exercise I've done for all these years. Like you can start when you're in your late thirties and it's like, you're working with a new body. Like you, your joints are not hammered upon the way they have been. If somebody has been a runner for 20 years, like oh shit, yeah. there's, it's, it's never too late to start. And actually you, your body, you, you almost have like an advantage over people that have been exercising their whole life. So like, there's really no excuse. And I found that like, I'm, I'm a better athlete than I was in high school now because you know, I kind of gave my body a break for 20 years and said, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to, not going to move too much. And uh, <laughs> you know, the, the only time I am going to move is going to be at a, at a show. And um, you know, like you guys mentioned before uh, the whole thing about the embarrassing thing, like that is, that is a really big aspect of jam band workout is that how many people don't ever dance in their lives ever but they go to the show and suddenly they're like, woo, you know, like they're, they're like, they're moving and grooving. Like they never would before. And even if they like go to a wedding or something, they don't start dancing. Like they're at a show, no. but like you get to the show and it's, it's a, it's a, it's this community experience that allows you the, this type of music, I think allows you the freedom to just get, just get crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just do whatever you want. And you don't ever think about that as exercise. You think about it as, I'm just getting crazy. I'm just having fun tonight. But really what you're doing is you're moving all your joints and muscles and doing things that your body does not do day to day. 
And uh, I think that's the big secret um, to jam band workout is that, uh, is that like, you know, when you're doing, making little shapes and moving your arms around, like you're doing stuff to joints that you don't ever do. And that, that goes for your legs and, and everything. So, um, you know, cracking that nut is, uh, you know, once, I think once you can get there, it's just a seedling jam band workout. It's not the answer to, to health and everything. It's just, it's a way in, it's a gateway drug. That's, yeah. that's the way well, I would say, like, <clears throat> it really is. What well, you, you figured what I, what I see, especially saying that now, now it makes more, you figured a way, what do we all do when we go to a fish show, a dead and company? We want to not leave. First of all, we want that to last forever. Or we want to uh-huh. be able to take it out. And like the band always says, like Mickey Hart said at, at uh, fairly well was like take this with you out into the world you found a way to take a piece of what we all love bring it out of the show and turn it into something else that's so inspirational and everything because like you said people don't go to you don't go to wedding i mean you may go to a wedding after a few drinks and later in the evening you're dancing like that but you're not doing that at first and you you found a way to bring that out and make it first of all inspirational to yourself and then to share it all with us. And I can really relate the, the it's never too late thing. Our house is going through a transformation has for a little while here, really good friend of ours. Um, he lives in down in San Diego, but we do zoom calls every week for what a month and a half. Now he's, he's our nutritionist and he's, you know, he, he's one of these guys, a body like a temple and takes care of himself. But We've started to do uh, a lot of changes. I just got a rowing machine. I'm, I'm 51. I'll be 52 May 26th. It's never too late. And I've always, like you, they're not big drinkers or anything, but I have always enjoyed alcohol. And I, what you were just saying really hit home because it's that thing. It's it's like, well, if I don't fucking do, you know, this is, this is and even who people that don't like to see me drink a lot, they're like, you're so fucking funny and fun when you drink. And, and uh-huh. I thought the same thing. Cause I don't see, say that. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like, I mean, I've seen, we've seen several comedians in, in my life, you know, like the, the fat comedian that loses a bunch of weight is no longer that self deprecating person, but becomes a better mm-hmm. comedian because of it. And because you mm-hmm. find your real self. And I just, I really appreciate what you're doing. It was inspirational. It, it was funny at first to me and Aaron, like he said, sitting out on the patio and then like, like a couple months in, there'd be a day where it didn't come up and I'd be getting ready to leave to work because Aaron works from home. And I'd, I'd stop and be like, hey, is he still at it? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we forgot. And it was it became a thing. And then it slowly became a lot more serious, too. And then seeing I hadn't watched it till this morning. Aaron showed that that introduction video that you did with the drones and everything. And to see because I had no idea who you were before this. I saw you from the beginning mm-hmm. and when you started the videos and we're in pretty decent shape and to see the, the you, 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 you looked like I did a lot of the time, I like the life of the party, but then you're paying for it at the end of the night, baggy eyes, your friends are kind of holding you up and walking you along and stuff. And I, that's a lot of fun, but damn it, how long can you do that? So the, the new cool thing that we're seeing like with Trey and all these like, sobriety Okay, and not necessarily sobriety, like nothing at all, because you don't want to be a Nazi on yourself and not having fun and taking pleasure away. The new thing, the cool thing is like not needing to, needing to be all fucked up. That's a little harder to do, and it's funner in the end because you actually remember things. 
I'm sure you did that. How many times did you party with your friends and the next day? Not blackout drunk, but they're like, dude, you fucking tripped over the fucking thing and almost did a header. And you're like, what? That's that's not fun at a certain point. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I just want fucking congratulations, dude, for what you've done. Seeing that video this morning really hit home because I didn't know who you were I, that heavy. I mean, you were for your frame and everything. It was like, holy shit. You continued yeah. on that path. You weren't going to be around a long time. And sure. Now you're healthy. What you said, what you said brings up what's funny. You say that is so like when I started making the video, I, I texted like my friends in these different friend chats that I have. I said, hey, guys, do you have any like old footage of me looking fat and ridiculous and being like a drunk asshole? <laughs> And they were like, it was like, ding, 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 ding. My phone just lit up. It was like, you know, they're like, yeah, we have lots of that, sir. Like, we have lots of embarrassing stuff of you, like, for sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You've been, you've been sitting on this stuff. It's like, yeah, this has been too, we didn't ever, you don't share photos of somebody that you're friends with when they look terrible, right? Like, you don't say, hey, check this out. You looked like shit last night. So they had all these things in their phones that were like, you know, a little bit you know, squeamish about showing me. Yeah. But when I asked for it, they were like, Oh yeah, we got plenty of that. Uh, so they were probably glad, it it, yeah, like glad you asked, dude, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, I'm it really looking at myself in that way is like, you know, you don't need more inspiration than mm-hmm. that. Like that's going to make me go for a run every day for the rest of my life. I think, you know what I mean? Like I can look at those photos and I can watch that video. And I also, you know, I also went through a bad, uh, I had gout extremely bad and I didn't tell that part of the story. I think I plan on doing it at some point, but I was, I had gout so bad that I was like in a wheelchair. Oh, like I couldn't walk. Like it was intense. Um, and so like I had some pretty bad health things where like, it wasn't even up to me to quit some of the, some of my habits. The doctor was like, bro, if you want to walk, like you got to chill out on the drinking and the, the eating. So you know, that was, that was kind of how the whole health journey started. So That's what I a wanted. year ago when I started dancing, I wasn't as heavy as I had been because I had gone through these other health things, but I had never exercised. That was kind of the last piece of the puzzle. I had just cleaned up my, my eating habits and drinking habits a bit, which, which helped a lot. Um, and that's also a good place to start. Um, you know, I did like the keto diet for a little while and I tried some of the fad diets and did some of this stuff. And, you know, what I found and what I'll tell anybody is you could do any of those diets. They, they're not sustainable. You have to incorporate exercise into the routine to, you know, maximize your, your kind of health and any benefits you'd get from that diet. So, um, yeah, I don't know how I got to that place, well, that, but no. well, what you just said is exactly where I'm at right now. I, I have never, I've always been a person that's like, like exercise, like my first name's Jim. I just joked about it this morning. I was always like, I don't need to go to the gym. I am a gym. Ha ha ha. <laughs> have another cocktail. Like, you know, right? yeah. I'm like, I said, 51 and for a month and a half now for the first time in my life started using my fitness pal. I like mm-hmm. never in my life didn't didn't give a shit, didn't want to, like, hated the idea. Yeah, of, you, like, were, you were anathema. I'm like, tra- like, like, dude, I eat what I want. Fuck you, I'm fine. Now that I'm tracking calories, sugar, sodium, everything, I've gotten to feeling a lot better just through my diet. And now I'm at the point right now, like I said, I just got a rowing machine two days ago. And it's, it's you know, it's something I, you got to find what you enjoy. 
And yep. that's the hardest part is realizing that too. It's like, yeah, you got to exercise. Can't just fucking sit around. It's not going to, it doesn't matter what you eat yeah, or you do. Can. You got to exercise. Mel, what, why were you crying? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I'm just super emotional about this whole thing. I feel like we're looking at you, Mike, through like a fast forward lens. I always joke on the show like, you know, nobody's going to hear this um, episode for a a while because we have, you know, quite a few backed up and and six weeks. Yeah. So about six weeks, you know, and. I feel like we're talking to the future selves of, of the house right now. Like fast forward one year, here you are. Didn't ever think you'd be on a podcast talking about your, your, your journey. I don't even know. It's not just a weight loss journey. It's much more than that. And everything you're saying is it's the guys I'm living with, you know, like your, that demographic you were talking about. It's so specific. There is, so, and, and it's so true that you were saying there's a lot of smart people in this um, demographic and so it's really challenging to pull them out of those mindsets because there's so many ways that they can snake their ways into justifying it Um, you know it's not that bad it's not a big deal it's not out of control I like what I like Um, I deserve this I've lived a hard life I work hard I play hard like there's so many (laughs) justifications for it but in the end it's just excuses um, because we're supposed to be optimal. We should, everybody should want to be their version of optimal. I'm not saying, you know, what size that is or what mentality that is. I'm just saying whatever body you came in, you should be able to sustain it and the best that you possibly can, because you're going to function so much better with everything else you do. And so to degrade it prematurely and consistently without ever honoring it is so wrong on so many levels and you're sitting here talking about yourself and like I said it's like literally oh my god that's and and I'm crying because I I see the change the changes are happening right as we speak and but you're talking about the result that you're already had a year later so I can't even imagine the results that these two guys I'm sitting next to are going to have in their year of whatever their journey is. And it's, it's just beautiful. There's too many coincidences and synchronicities. I don't even know what to say. Like I'm, I'm feel like I'm shocked, you know, like what the fuck is somebody in my brain right now? (laughs) Like it's crazy, Mike, like you're, you're one of my guys right now. Like that's what it feels like. I feel like you're the voice for Aaron and, and Apple right now. I, I feel well, like that, and it's and also crazy. You, you've dealt with for a long time. This has come up recently with it because not just me and Aaron, but their nephew uh, Ryder and their son were all big dudes. Mel- Melanie lives in a house full of big dudes that used to have much worse eating habits. Yeah, dinner used to be like a fucking scurry to see who could finish their plate first to make sure you got seconds before the other big dude. And now yeah. we've gotten better at that over the years, and we've shed some pounds and. 
up and down with weight and stuff like that. But now we're at a point where we're all like dedicated to yeah, stuff. Everybody's on their and own. She would journey. try to be encouraging, but it was hard for her because she didn't want to be a nudge. And like you guys, uh-huh. fuck, you know, you guys are fat. You know, she's never been that. <laughs> she's not a shamer. Melanie is a very obviously priority. She's a very loving, compassionate person that wants the best for everybody. But you can't push that on four, you know, pigs that are, you know, waiting for dinner to be served. To and and we're all seeing a change. And especially for her, I asked her a while back. I was like, it was like over a year ago. I was like, I just noticed something. And I was probably loaded. I was like, the, I probably had many drinks and I just saw a look on her fan. I was like, does it ever bother you? And she's like, what? And I was like, to see us all like overweight, you know, cause she's always like, she's like you, she'll be out front. Where's Mel? You look out front, she's out there dancing or jumping rope, doing something. And I was like, does it ever bother you that, you know, like we're such big dudes and don't and she, she was like yeah it kind of does and thank you for just even recognizing that it's not even so the she's big seeing dude it come thing. to fruition it's not even like, the big dude thing i i it's like almost a comforting thing to have my guys around me i love bears. that i feel <laughs> literally like goldilocks but with dark hair you know and all of them are the right size what it is is it's the unhealthiness that's what it's always bothered me it had never anything to do with size it's always been about the mentality and you cannot change someone's mentality it's just like what i said earlier like and what you said until you know what it feels like to either exercise or meditate or you know wake up early at whatever your thing is until you do those things you can't explain the feelings that you Mm-mm. get from it and i i learned a I've always been around hard-headed people my whole entire life. <laughs> yes, you have. And very, very strong-willed people. I, you have to scream to be heard. You have to forget your turn. You make your turn, you know, like, or you're not going to be seen. And even if you are seen, you're not going to be acknowledged. Like, it's very rough conditions, you know, like a desert wildflower kind of thing. And so I'm, I, I'm very patient. I just wait, you know. But it's never in scorn, like, ugh. It's like, I love you guys. That, like, it's, it's turned into prayer over the years. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm literally seeing my prayers answered right now. Aww. And it's fucking rad, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Damn. So I don't know what to say. I'm, like, at a loss for words. It's like, what the fuck? And it's happening on our platform on our show like i couldn't have picked this aaron found you i didn't even know about you he's the one that showed me i don't know but like it's all coming it's just incredible is all i can say and i'm i don't know mike i'm glad i i want to say one thing i think that one important thing of this whole thing is that nobody should be beating themselves up about the way they eat and, and the way that they live, because I'm a bit of a conspiracy, not, not a conspiracy guy, but like when it comes to food and health in this country, we are, we are challenged so much. Okay. It is not easy. No. The world has told us eat this shitty food. It is cheap and they shove it in your face and the commercials and the whole the whole way we've been set up is to fail yes. health wise. Yes. And it's a really miserable thing that that money backs these same corporations that then and I don't want to get too political, but 
you know, this is a, this no, is a I'm machine it, that is telling you, you need to drink beer and you need to eat pizza and you need to eat shitty, not even, you need to eat Domino's pizza, you know, like all these things. And we're going to make it so fucking easy for you that it's going to be really, really hard to get out of the routines that we have set up for you because, yeah, you know, you grew up that way. You, you, you go to college or whatever, you're in that age and, you know, money is important to you. And if the cheapest, you know, if the easiest way to get by in your life, cause you want to save money to, to go to the concert or buy the record is to eat McDonald's or eat pizza or whatever that is. And we've just been set up in a terrible way that that has become so normalized mm -hmm. that it's a really hard habit to break. And it's one you have to, this, this is another thing I, I want to let people know is that like, if you, if you want, if you want to challenge the system a little bit, you know what I mean? Like your health is, you're actually doing that. Like you are actually saying, you know what, I'm not going to do what the world is telling me to do. At least this country is telling me to do. I'm going to take, you have to like, you have to re think outside the box when it comes to these things and you can't trust anybody. You can't trust the grocery store. You can't trust anything. There's an agenda behind all of it. And you got to just know that fruit is expensive. Okay. And it sucks, mm -hmm. but fruits and vegetables are expensive. And you're like, holy shit, it's $8 for these blueberries you know, and it's a shame, I, you know, like, I don't know the solution here, but it's not cheap to like, it's not as easy as just like, oh, I'll just switch this and switch this. It's expensive and it's hard. And the rest of the world and all of your friends and everybody in life is telling you to do the opposite thing. And it's not their fault either. They've just been, mm -hmm. they've been nurtured this way. And it's a very, very hard thing. So I don't want anybody to beat themselves up. That's sitting home. Like, oh my God, I'm I'm depressed because I've been eating like shit and I've been partying and like, I, I need to get my act together. And like, I agree, Mike, not, you're right. It's That's not your why fault. I, like it's not, yes. like, you've been set up to fail in the way that this country treats food. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to bring like some, yes. some more dietary type stuff into jam band work. I haven't done it yet, but like, I do have a, you know, sort of a, a philosophy when it comes to that kind of thing. And I think, like you said, this culture of smart people, if you could think about it in a different way where it's like, you know what, I'm going to be counterculture the way we all are. Like you got to treat the way you treat your body in the same way. Like you got to be yes. counterculture when it comes to eating and health. Like yes. your music is not for everybody and your food habits aren't going to be for everybody because everybody's, most people are just eating the slop that is being you know told to us and it being, it is affordable for us. So uh -huh. That's a that's just something I wanted Damn, to point out. Just dude. don't beat yourselves what, up, guys. Like everybody has a chance still. And like if you could start to think about it mentally in a different way and change, shift your you know point of view when it comes to food and health, uh, you know, it's something to it's something to work on. And, and maybe maybe that can inspire you a little bit more because some people just want to say, fuck the system. Right. Like that's, yes, that's kind of a, nothing kind else. Of a hippie way. Right. Like fuck the system. Yeah. At fuck least the I system. thought I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat and drink this shit that you guys all say you want me to do. I'm going to do my own thing. You know what I mean? I'm going to figure it out and like beat the system. Mm -hmm. And um, if you can get to that point, th then you're on a good path. And that's why I think the jam band workout is such a cheat code. You know what I mean? I'm like, to me, it's the most obvious thing in the world. Okay. I'm going to totally. go dance to my favorite music and I'm going to like, it's going to make me healthy. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? That sounds like, eat. like, how is that possible? And how has nobody thought about this before? And right. like, maybe somebody has, but I hadn't heard of it. And I was like, maybe there's something here. I mean, that was brought to my attention later. But now that I look back on, I'm like, this is a fairly obvious thing. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> this is dance music. This is music we 
that where 30,000 people gather yeah, together and dance to it. Yeah. Most, most concerts you go to, that's not what it's like. No. You know, you go to see Taylor Swift or you go to see Pearl Jam or something. There's a couple people, you know, maybe bobbing their head and there's people. You go to a fish show or a dead and co show. It's fucking on. If you're not dancing, you're the you're minority. The oddball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's a fairly obvious thing. There's not much other kind of music where like you just naturally want to dance to it. And if you can get into the jam band scene, the, the, the really cool thing for me is like friends of mine that don't listen to jam bands have, you know, a friend of mine sent a video of him and his family, like him and his daughter and his wife dancing. And they're like, we don't even know. We don't really understand what we're listening to, but we're like getting into it. It's cool. Like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm picking the sickest jams. Like I'm picking things <laughs> that if you're a musician or you appreciate music at all, you, you know, you're going to, it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to not like this version of this song. Cause I'm picking the gems here. So, right. you know, it's an, again, another gateway drug into jam band music and be like, yeah, I, I kind of like this actually. And it's like, all right, join, come on, join the call here. You what know? was your, what was your, um, your first experience with jam music? Uh, I mean, it was the dead and fish when I was in high school. Um, okay. The older brothers in, in 95, like right unfortunately when jerry died was it opened our eyes to how important the dead was to the older brothers i was like you know uh what was i 13 maybe at that time 14 and it was like oh man this was such a big deal to the people that were four or five years older that had seen some shows and then that kind of led us to like oh you know let's listen to the dead and um and then fish Fish just hit more with me at that age because I was listening to kind of weirder alternative music. And um, so the quirkiness of fish and the whole, I, I don't know, for my age and my brain at that time, I the game it. henge stuff and kind of the nerdy stuff was like, there was so much to sink your teeth into in 96. Like they were, there was so much like, you know, it was like getting into comic books or something like totally. you can read all this stuff. And there was all this uh, history that seemed a little more playful and less, uh, you know, the dead was like serious music for like older people and, and fish felt like it was more for my demographic. So I just, I fell in love right there. And then, you know, went to my first show in 96 and, uh, that was that. took a lot of drugs and had an insane time. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you know, the first time you see that scene, you're like, Holy shit. You know what I mean? And then I saw, then I saw further fest the next, um, the next summer, and Rat Dog played in the afternoon. It was a Further Fest tour where the Counting Crows were headlining. Mm. Okay. And so it was Rat Dog in the afternoon. And I'm telling you, this experience I had uh, on LSD, seeing Rat Dog play the music of the Grateful Dead <sighs> at an outdoor amphitheater with everybody. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, transported back to the 60s. Or, you know what I mean? I was like, what is this? This is insane Fuck that yeah. this exists and this energy was so powerful that I mean it has affected me to this day and um, wow. I, I haven't I haven't been a consistent jam band fan throughout the years I kind of dropped off in the early 2000s me when, too. when I thought when I thought yeah. fish was not playing so well I was like you know what I've done enough of enough of this and I, I got into lots of different types of music they led me to a lot of things and I have a lot of musician friends I played in bands um, got into independent music world music jazz everything you can think of um, and so, so, but, but I, you know, I've always kind of kept up with it and uh, it's exciting now because I'm getting back into it. I'm learning about these newer bands that are starting that I probably, if I wasn't doing the jam band workout, I probably wouldn't go listen to a full 
show by Umphreys or Twiddle. Like I probably wouldn't have made the time in my life to go listen to Twiddle. Wow. You know what I mean? No, no offense to Twiddle, but I just wouldn't have, you know, I probably would have been turned off by the name or just something really silly, but now I could listen to it. They're pretty damn good. You know okay. what I mean? And, and now I'm friends with Spafford. They're my boys. You know what I mean? So what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So many questions about that. Okay. So the first yeah. question about that is this, the, our whole experience with, uh, Can I go? going, yeah, yeah, going to live music is like, feeling that energy coming from the stage and being part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, the music is coming from there. And then there's like that feedback loop that happens. And I've always mm -hmm. wondered what it would be like to be on the stage and feel that thing coming at you. Was that, what was that like, dude? Uh, you know, it was incredibly surreal and, um, you know, sort of indescribable, but um, amazing. I mean, the it was, you know, I looked out in the crowd and there was somebody dressed in my costume. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm like, am I like, I'm going to wake up from this dream any moment, right? Like, this is not really happening. Um, but I mean, you, you know, you get why the bands do it. You know what I mean? You get because that feedback that you're talking about and that immediate just uh, roar of the crowd and just that kind of uh, intense experience, it's, it's like a drug. I mean, you, you, the adrenaline levels going through you. So I, I'm always checking my heart rate. Right. And right. I'm standing on the side of the stage waiting, you know, like we have a planned out thing. I'm going to come up at the end of this song. And there's like, I have like a handler that's about to send me up and I haven't been dancing. I haven't been doing anything. I'm just sitting there. And I check my BPMs. I'm at 140 BPMs Holy standing shit. still waiting to go up on the stage. I was Gosh. like, you know, and I wouldn't have guessed that, but I was like, this is, this is crazy. So I was feeling it. I was, you know what I mean? The adrenaline was pumping. And uh, then when I got up there, you know, it was, uh, you know, so fun and the guys are so cool. And Those we guys rehearsed awesome. it. We, we, we did a sound check and, and rehearsed this thing and, it went really well. And I, you know, they were like, yeah, just do what you want, man. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I had, I had some like jokes and things written and I got up there and I was like, I, you know, just kind of everything I had thought about doing was just like gone. And I was just like, I'm just going to feel this and, and see what happens. And I sort of, uh, you know, just improv my way for like a through 10 minutes of, of a jam with them, which, um, you know, was, it was unbelievable. And then, and then after that, I went out into the crowd and it was it was a pod show. So there was like a little separation between, mm -hmm. you know, a party of six and then six feet and then another party of six. And they were kind of just loosely, you know, chalk on the ground, little pockets of people. But that that allowed me to just go out and dance between all these groups of people. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. I, like everybody wanted a selfie. Everybody people were quoting me from my videos, uh, you know, the YouTube videos, like Whoa. saying they, you know, because, because I've had this little thing going with Spafford since the, we had like a little April fool's gag. Um, I think all of their fans have, you know, their hardcore fans have like looked into my stuff probably a little bit. Right. And it, it was just an amazing experience. I mean, I, unforgettable. And um, you know, that's led to some, a lot of new ideas about collaborating with bands and maybe, turning jam band workout into a more performance based sort of thing. You know, we're talking about maybe 
opening up for a jam band, for instance, like maybe a 30 minute set of jam band workout, get the people pumped up before the show, you know, before the guys come out or, you know, festival, festival, (laughs) festival appearances, like, you know, Sunday morning kind of a thing. You've seen this type of thing at festivals, like morning yoga or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. but that, that would be so fucking cool. Aaron said, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been a no brainer. So many people have sent me this kind of thing. Other people are like, you know, bands need you kind of like they have an interpreter on stage. It would be like a workout <laughs> yes, interpreter the hype, off the, yes. the side of the man. stage. You're the total <laughs> yeah, the hype man. man. Yeah, yeah, the hype man. Yeah. So, uh, great. no, I mean, I mean, it's like, great. geez, that, that was the, that's been the pinnacle so far of this experience is that flying out to Phoenix and hanging with the guys. And, um, you know, luckily I was able to like tack that on to some, you know, we were able to work that out. So that I was able to get out there and, uh, yeah, that's been the pinnacle so far, but it also showed like the possibility of, of where this could go. And, um, you know, who knows, uh, you know, wow. I, I got people hitting me up for, for all sorts of fun ideas. Like, Hey man, you should go to playing in the sand and set up a thing and talk to so-and-so and, you know, Bob Weir's liking all of our videos, you know, like there's, there's some cool stuff happening oh, wow. and some, like some things to, you know, that we're like carefully tiptoeing around the right way to approach some of the ideas moving forward, but it's growing, man. If you saw behind me, you'd see just equipment scattered all over the house. And, you know, I'm, I'm filming stuff all the time and editing and, you know, it's, it's a lot, but, um, but well, I've been really enjoying it. And um, I've met some awesome people. I have a good little team uh, of people um, that I'm super, if this isn't coming out for six weeks, there there's a, uh, I'm bringing on a, a young a lady who's a professional dancer from New York, who's a, you know, fish head and, you know, rides the rail at shows and stuff. And she, she's getting involved because I'm going to be traveling a bunch this summer um, to kind of, you know, you know, make a little content and get like a female professional dancer perspective on things, you oh, know, wow. um, not just a guy who has literally no experience with any of this stuff. Like I, you know, <laughs> every day I'm like, why would anybody listen to what I have to say? Like, I don't, I got nothing. I have no, I disagree. Um, yeah but but on the other side you know i've gone back and watched my videos and kind of critiqued what i'm doing and you know i do think there's something to be said like for the casualness of it and the if you guys you guys watched my first video but like the just the straightforward workout videos i don't like i don't tell you exactly like what to do like move your leg to the left i don't do that i talk about the show a little bit I talk about like the jam and the guitar solo and like what I like or what I remember if it's a show I've been to or one I've listened to a lot. And it's, uh, you know, it's that kind of an experience that when I've gone back and watched, I'm like, yeah, that that's very different from your usual typical workout uh, mm-hmm. video that you'd watch. Um, it makes it a little more casual to maybe watch if you're just somebody who's like, why would I want to watch a guy dance around? It's kind of weird. And it's like, yeah, but it might might get you up and do it with me because i'm like hey you know this is really easy just just stand up and do this and we're just going to chat about the show and maybe that brings up some memories or, or something so dude that approach is, is very casual and i you know i if anybody's listening right now that haven't checked it out and don't know what it's like i don't know you, you might enjoy it i think like it's it's just like talking to a buddy about a show that you've been to mm-hmm. it's not like a it's not like a routine where you're like but there's a but there's enough of that if somebody's like hey there's nothing like there's there's enough of that it's like but you it's forget like, that you're well, like working out or exercising because you're just yeah. like oh yeah we're just boogieing together yeah. hanging out sure 
I'll say, oh, Jerry's moving up on the neck. You know, this is getting a little intense. Let's put our, our put our hands up. You know what I mean? It's like real simple things that I that I'm doing. Or they're getting funky. So let's let's get low and move our hips. You know what I mean? Those are the, I have some go-to little <laughs> simple things that are like, you know, they actually work. Like they they will you will work out a separate part of your body at separate parts of songs. But I, you know, hopefully I'm kind of just luring people in with the, uh, you know, just the banter about jam music, which, you know, people watch videos where they just listen to songs. I go on YouTube and it's like, I'm going to, you know, jam breakdown videos. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched any of these. Oh yeah. Yes. Dissect the jams and stuff. I'm like, so I'm giving a little of that sort of content and, you know, maybe that's something, but I don't, again, I don't know. I'm no, I'm no pro uh, music. I don't know the music side of it that much well but i think it's just a casual conversation that you'd have and that's what's awesome what you're doing is you're just you're just a real person you're a fan like us of this stuff and everything aaron said this morning which now talking to you you see it even more he's like he said can you picture like like when we get to start going back to shows we could see like almost like like a flash mob thing breaking out of people and then this leads to a question that Mm -hmm. i want to know too uh, of like the the color because we already wear tie dyes and everything but then you're bringing like the workout the headband and other colors into yeah. it and watching the video this morning here's the question has your wardrobe began <laughs> to grow even more through this because there's like the sock collection the, shoes, the shoe collection is this something you always did or is this come no from this, doing the this show? is all yeah that's all jam band workout related okay. i you know what happened was the daily videos I was like, I, you know, I only had a few, you know, I had a handful of things that I work out in. You know what I mean? Not everybody has lots of things. And as the thing started to grow, I had the idea. I definitely was wearing headbands as just utility. I liked that it kept the sweat out of my eyes. I mean, I was literally using headbands and I had a few from like I bought like in like a tennis tournament or something. I thought I, I would buy a souvenir headband. So I had a few and I started using them and they're just you know, getting ratty from using the same ones every day. So I was like, I'm just going to go on Amazon and look up headbands. It's like, oh, you can buy a pack of, you know, 30 different colored headbands. Okay, let's see what that looks like. Okay, and then that was like, I really liked the shoes I was wearing, which that's a big part. These vans, these really specific. I wanted to ask you about those. They're kind of athletic vans and uh, we're working on the van sponsorship, but they're like they're the shoes that I run in and I can work out in, but they're really comfortable and they're like have like a really cushy sole and they're like a mesh sort of like a Nike sort of athletic shoe, but they're Vans, so they're yeah you know, I don't know to me that's a little bit cooler maybe I, I don't know. but so I I found on like on eBay they have all these different colors of this shoe that like there was like special editions and things that had come, I guess had come out over the last couple of years of of all these different colors so then the bold color thing just sort of started happening. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can mix this color with that color. And then um, I, I also run a little record label. So I, I've been used to buying kind of bulk uh, merch for that. And so I go to this website where it's like, you can buy blank different colored shirts and stuff for like very affordable prices. And again, I was just like, all right, give me one of all of them. You know what I mean? And like, you know, it was like, 20 tank tops you know uh of all these different colors and stuff and then i've just had but you know just been having fun 
Dude, it's, it's become it's become an aesthetic thing that's like now I can't not do it. Yeah. I am wearing a tie dye <laughs> today. You keep but, painting yourself into yeah, a corner uh, where you got to keep exactly. Doing shit. Now, now, listen, the, the amount of tank tops and shorts and uh, <laughs> shoes I have is out of control. <laughs> and uh, you know when I have to travel now, and I know that I'm going to be traveling for a couple months. It's like how how many do I need to bring? Like I, I don't know. Like are people going to be mad if I'm wearing the same? <laughs> color shirt no. you know like was the expectation is, enough you're gonna yeah, need a wardrobe yeah. assistant gonna- <laughs> yeah no I, seriously it's insane i have to make notes and stuff like oh no i danced in i danced in bright orange yesterday i have to you know like can't do that you know like yeah the the the, the, wow. the moment to moment daily problems i have about wardrobe are, yeah, are real fucking <laughs> awesome uh, yeah. and obnoxious and so. uh but but it's fun i mean i'm hoping we're, we haven't re, we haven't come out with our merch yet, but we have merch in the in the works, and the headband is probably the first thing I would like to Absolute, get out. I'm buying is, one immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll send you one. We'll still buy, buy some one, anyway. Still buy it, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, you know my my manager, she's like wants. You know, she wants us out on shakedown. I mean, she she's you know next summer she wants you know, she wants to, to yeah. really go for it. And, um, you know, so we got some really fun, I have a, a the guy who designed our logo and stuff. He's a, he's a cool designer and he loves it and is having fun with, we have all these cool designs for, for merch and stuff. So that's exciting. It's a lot, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mike, but it, it's cool. excited for you. Yeah. yeah. And it's thing. good to talk to you like in the midst of it, you know, mm-hmm. this is like, you're right in yeah we're not two years into this yeah it's fantastic and what you're doing is super inspiring to me i'm so grateful that you're you've shared and are sharing the unfolding of your life it's really just your your stories your life and it's been great and and next time next time you're in portland man please let us know i know it fell through last time but Mm -hmm. we gotta have you over man i mean Mm -hmm. it's just inevitable you need to come hang out and jam band on the porch man absolutely we will we'll film a video i'll get you guys all dancing okay and, uh, i mean it doesn't take much yeah. Yeah. honestly no. <laughs> now 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 that like things are starting to open up again i'm very excited to actually you know have another person around here or there you know it's yeah, a very uh I know what you mean lonely world here in jam band workout sometimes yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time but um and you know we yeah i i, I would love to i would love to come by and hang and i love portland and i just appreciate you guys reaching out and yeah, yeah, yeah it's been course, really man. it's been really awesome you guys yeah, are the best super fun man and you know not for nothing but you said some stuff about uh you know the the way that our society is set up as far as food is concerned and um mm-hmm. i really really appreciate what you said that yeah. that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff needs to be reiterated more often than not especially right now so thanks for that too man i appreciate that yeah no pr- i don't mean to be preachy i don't mean to be i don't mean to be preachy but i no, think no. people that probably listen to this podcast are like i said they're smart people and i they i just don't think it's a thing people talk about or think about that much and it takes something like this happening to me for me to even realize it and uh yeah i just want to share that kind of stuff because i do think that that the the community is they can see through that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Just sometimes oh, yeah. it needs to be pointed out to them. They're mm-hmm. looking at everything else in the world politically and, and seeing through that. Yes. You know, but it's while they're eating, while they're taking a bite of this fucking hamburger from God knows from DoorDash, from. you know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, that yeah. part of it, which is literally the most important thing 
for them is their body and their life. That's what, that's where your priorities should become first. Then let's help save the world. Yes. Let's, let's, let's help out in any way we can and save the environment and and all these other things. But it starts, starts, you know, you gotta be alive to do that. So (laughs) you gotta be sharp and you gotta be healthy. So feel good uh, physically. And food has been yes. turned in what you said. Food has been turned in all these commercials, you know, all the stuff. This is going to make yeah. you happy. It's like a cheap fucking drug. It's like, here's this right. cheap ass thing that you're going to get like three seconds of pleasure from. And then you're going to feel like you need to run for the border. <laughs> yeah. You know, leave it at that. No, I just, I just appreciate <laughs> yeah. that, man. It, 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 so yeah. thanks Mike. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll, um, I'll shoot you my uh, cell number. I don't know if I've given that to you, but I'll shoot that to you through IG. And cool. also, thanks for being, uh, thanks for being a leader in mm-hmm. in this um, scene, because you definitely are. And you know, you don't even need to do anything else. Just continue your, finishing your merch projects. Continue yeah. doing all your stuff. <laughs> you just, just doing your normal thing. You're a leader, and thanks for being a good leader. Yeah, we need it. Well, you guys, you guys too. Thanks for thanks for uh, providing content and, and doing your thing. And um, thanks for having me on. This has been yeah. great. You're welcome. Yeah. Have a great day, right brother. On. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Later, man. Take care, guys. That was fucking rad. That was super fucking dope. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And again, this is another one thanks. of those that came to us and like it couldn't be more synchronous, like the moment that it comes. It's almost like things. there's a guy that's like, Reaching out Set, to people, setting all this shit up. That's like conducting. Yeah, I picture what's like a, I picture like, weird. I picture kind of a hippie like Zeus up above us. It's like sitting man. He's like he's got a whole file cat, and he's like, oh yeah, oh oh. I picture him with like a beard, kind of like white and circles around know. the sun T-shirt. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, everybody, that's Mike from Jam Bam Workout. Um, if you thought that that was just a silly fun thing. Uh, it was. It was. Until it wasn't. Until it's not. Yep. And it continues to stay silly and fun even yes. when it's become serious. I love that. Because and then the thing I admire the most that he said, he started day one with the most uncomfortable fucking thing that everybody's excuse is for not working out. I don't want people to be looking at me. He, jump, he jumped right into the deep end by like, you know what? Fucking, I'm putting on a band and I'm going to dance. Fucking I'm going to dance in my big jammies. I, I'm not in the best shape. I'm in my jammies. Fucking everybody's watching me. He just fucking went for it. And it's I think that's one out. thing that, yeah, that made it what it is. I Seeing you during that conversation was priceless. Why? Just priceless. It was beautiful. Why? Just was just your reaction, your reaction to that. To you that, made yeah. me tear. Me you too. were making me tear before it was even an address to why he asked you why you're crying. I saw and I felt the relief like coming from you. Like you're like like the fish moment of like yeah, that's Mel's fish moment. Yeah, <laughs> where were you with the camera, dude? Slacking. I don't have a camera. I, I, just, I don't even or a flashlight. We have a saying in this family. I was wowed. I was wowed from this. I don't even remember what it's from now. It was like I a, have no idea where it came from. I just know it's a thing. Yeah, I think it was like this video that Sid saw, and it's this woman saying, "I was wowed. I was wowed." But it was the way she said it, and there's really no words to describe what Mike was able to articulate and the timing of his presence on the show. 
and the way that he came to us in the exact moment yeah, that he came to us. We could have scheduled this interview any time in the past year. Well, and he, w- we were supposed to have him on the show in person to, like, a few a months month back. Ago, yeah. And, and so to have it scheduled, it, you guys, it's crazy and uncanny what you're witnessing when you listen to the No Simple Road Show because it's not... No Simple Road Show. Well, I mean, No Simple Road Life. I, get, I mean, this is like... No, our, I was just thinking like Antiques Road Show. Oh, yeah. It just... I, I'm really emotional. I'm just having a hard time articulating what it means to me to have the... Well, everything that's been revealed during this show today, it's, I don't even know what to say, guys. Well, it's like a proud thanks. mom. Say thanks, Thank you. Mike. Thank you. And yeah, so thanks, much gratitude Mike. for you killing it and fucking making it silly and fun. That's, like, that's how that's it's like, our like favorite but shit. that's how it's like so directed at me. Like, I feel like that's really <laughs> this is how it shows up in the most silly, silly and outrageous and, and quirky funny kind of a way it's beautiful it's a really beautiful thing my favorite my new favorite all right everybody that's a good note go yeah. follow jam bam workout absolutely follow no simple road do all we love the things, you all stay sponsors tuned sponsors and things and whatnot we'll eat, be back next eat healthy week. exercise hydrate <laughs> damn all apple that. said that you guys yeah. that's like anyway go uh, do it yeah we'll be back next week we yeah. love you guys don't be and, too uh, hard on yourself we're gonna go yeah go relax and enjoy saturday so see you guys soon peace peace tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.